Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, email, three times a day, part two. Here we go. Let me go back and let's talk about a little bit big picture for a second. Because some people, literally, right now, they're spinning around. Uh, It seems preposterous to people what we said. The vast majority of us have gotten so comfortable with the way we process mail all the time, air quotes, Joey, that we can't imagine doing it differently. That's what people tell me. You can't, I can't, Mark, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, I, how, how could I, it's not, I couldn't. And in fact, they often sound like that as if they literally can't form a complete coherent sentence. But guys, the idea that you can't imagine doing it differently is total and complete crap. All of you, all of us do mail differently all the time at various times of our days, our weeks, our months with virtually no negative impacts on us at all. We get on planes without Wi-Fi for two or three hours and we don't answer mail. The work days of your organizations don't revolve around those plane flights or those plane schedules. You go to training for a couple of hours and you rarely check your mobile device if it's any good. You come to a manager tools or career tools training, you go to eight hours of training and you don't check your mail. And people say to me, I can't, they literally sit in front of me, never having checked their mail because we're darn good in front of an audience and we know it's about the audience and we keep their attention and give them information that's valuable. And guys, we're not trying to sell you on conferences, but guy sits in front of me for six hours and says, you just can't do it, Mark. And, and I said, well, you just did. He says, what do you mean? I said, You've been sitting here for six hours. You're not checking your mail. He says, how do you know? I said, I'm pretty good at this. I got 20 people in a room. I can tell who's checking their mail and who's not, right? The cone of invisibility on Blackberries doesn't Did work. Did you check your mail? Well, well, no. No, no, I really didn't check my mail. I'm like, hey, what are you, smoking crap? He's like, well, this is different. How is it different? Well, it's training. Oh, so you never go to training? This is the only training you've ever been to in your life? This is the one day of tra- No, we go to training, you know, a couple times a year. So in other words, those training days. They're only on certain days when everybody else's mail shuts down? No, they're normal days. Well, what do you do when you get home? Well, I got a lot more mail. Okay, but you didn't get in trouble today. Well, they know I'm at training. No, they don't, dude. Not everybody knows. Maybe the three or four people around you and your boss know you went to training, but the vast majority of people don't know you went to training. Wonder why you're not responding. And please, dear God, don't put on an out-of-office notes. I'm at training. Ugh, crazy. You're not that important. But, but maybe you only check it once an hour. And so for an hour, you don't check mail at all. Okay, you go to meetings, you go to meetings with your boss. I don't know, do you, do you think there are a lot of guys, this is maybe a little bit of my naivety. Um, do you think people go to meetings with their boss? Let's say there are three people in the room and their boss and they're literally checking their Blackberry right in front of their boss. Just the boss is talking and they're talking and they're checking their, do you think phone? I mean, um, let me think, yes. <laughs> really? Okay, well that's a different behavior called galactically stupid. It's, yeah, it's not smart, And I don't do. feel bad. If somebody wants to check mail right in front of their, I mean, I don't know that many bosses who say, when I'm talking to you, ignore me and watch your mail. It's fine. It's really, really fine. Look, something else too. The two hours when people first get home. I know lots of people that get home and generally they're with their spouse or with their kids and they don't check mail. Well, okay, that's another time. You're not checking mail and you're, the walls don't cave in. Or... In the car, while you're listening to a podcast. Most people don't listen to a podcast and do mail and drive. Or when you're coaching your child in football or basketball or baseball. You don't check mail while you're worshiping, at least insofar I know people don't. The point is, guys, you can imagine doing it differently because you do do it differently. What's happened is you've allowed this miasma, this sort of green fog of email negativity to sit over everything when in fact there are examples underneath that green fog where you are relatively email free. 
I use the example of worshiping. You're focusing on worship, or maybe you're in a two-hour meeting with your boss, and your boss says no Blackberries, no laptops, no phones. Maybe they're smart enough, like we recommended once. Remember the, the remember fruit bowl the, thing. fruit bowl thing in the middle of the, in the middle of the room, and everybody's got their phones in there. Maybe the phones are all buzzing, but we're not paying attention to the phones. And you do it, and it works. And yet, even though that just happened to you two hours ago, three hours ago, in a training, whatever, you still say, "I can't not check mail," you know, regularly. And yet we do all the time. We can imagine a different environment, okay? There are all kinds of times when you don't do mail. Let's stop saying that we do mail all the time because we don't. And once you get rid of that assumption, like, and for instance, your assumption regarding, oh, email takes a fixed amount of time, you realize I, I have all kinds of choices. Now, it may be that that, that choice doesn't work for you in some ways. There may be various strategies. We've tried a number of different ways to help executives and managers with mail. And this is the one thing we found that works 95, 98, 99% of the time. Relegating mail to certain times of the day and then acting as if you're going to get it all done very by the time you're done. It's kind of odd because it contrasts that to like meetings. Because I, I don't know about the meetings you go to, meetings I go to. We show up at you know nine o'clock and we just decide we're just going to talk about the topic until we're done talking about it, until we solve sure, all the problems. Just, yeah, right. So yeah, no agenda. Just I mean, go. some people might say let's let's keep it down to an hour, but I believe I, I think it, it's more efficient just to t- just talk forever, however long it takes. Well, t- yeah, exactly. Well, what happens if other people have to go to other meetings? Well, we just keep going. Oh, you just they don't, they, they yeah. miss those other meetings. Yeah, we just yeah. keep going. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how many things there are at work that are essentially by definition, time bound. It's important. Even important things, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, can, I, can, I used to work for this executive who's really, really good and, and actually very, very important things and actually put a time limit on it. Really? Drove me crazy. Drove me crazy. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I don't know that I can... <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not comfortable folks. with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, we, we can only... You know, now we've been doing this so long, we can only keep up the spoof. For a little while before we just, we look at each other. And by the way, if you don't know, folks, uh, we're recording this in my house in Texas. Mike has been here uh, and we're sitting in my living room. We're on different couches. And, and so we're able to do better jokes, although I guess they'll be the judge of that, right? So look, okay, let, let's continue. The other factor here, and this is one of my favorite, I love this, is Parkinson's Law, okay? Well, Parkinson said, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. Okay. If you have an unlimited amount of time available for mail, it will take an unlimited amount of your time. If you have something to be done in an hour, it'll take you about an hour. If you have about a half an hour, that same task will take you about half an hour with no distinctive or appreciable loss in quality. Oh yeah, if you have an hour and then you say you only have two minutes to do that, maybe there'll be a loss of quality. But this is one of the reasons why Horstman's Law of Project Management is who does what by when, and the by when is important because deadlines drive behavior. Horstman's corollary to Parkinson's Law is equally simple. If, in fact, Parkinson is right and work expands to fill the time available for its completion, the key word from a professional's point of view is available. Work, Horstman's corollary is work contracts to fit into the time I make available for it, right? If I give it an hour, it takes an hour. If I give it a half an hour, it takes half an hour. Yes, there's some of you who are saying, well, no, some tasks take 3.7 hours. 
Yeah, not so much. I mean, there are people who figured out how to do it in less time, okay? This is essentially the positive side of Parkinson's because I love Parkinson's law, and yet I don't want to live under it, so I'm going to change my behavior to try to avoid living under it. That's right. Somebody, actually, a guy a couple of years ago told me this was my Kobayashi Maru. He said, Parkinson's law is widely understood to be true, and Horseman acts as if it's not true. I said, no, I absolutely believe Parkinson's law is true. I believe everybody fails the Kobe Rashamaru, but me. And the reason I don't is because I believe I'm, I, I like that word available. I'm not going to give the work as much time as I have available. I mean, how many times, we, we've just been doing some, some website redesign, and we read a great book by Steve Krug, I Krug, think it's yeah. called Don't Make Me Think. And there was a bit in there about how on the web, people are constantly using a technology Technology, not a technology, but a but a behavioral mindset called satisficing, which is they're trying to satisfy themselves, but in a relatively rough way. They're they're sufficing with something that will satisfy them. They're not trying to find exact right answer. They're looking at something and making a vague choice and moving in the right direction without doing the full analysis and everything right. else. And I think there are a lot of times where that's a good thing, particularly about things that there are a lot of, a lot of small things to do, like emails. I've got a couple hundred emails to do. I can't treat every one of those mails as if it's the Magna Carta. I just can't, it's not the Rosetta Stone, right? It's a request for X or request for Y, answer the mail and be done with it. No, no guys, to be clear, Mike alluded to this and he was right and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back to this. It's certainly okay for me to answer mail and to keep a tab next to it, a piece of paper, or, or use OmniFocus to say, here are the three tasks that come out of the mail that I just actioned. Although I found with the email culture the way it is, there are an awful lot of cases where the only task is sending a mail. Yeah. It's yeah. not actual work. That's right. Um, or it's a decision and, deci- and, and, and speaking my decision in the form of mail, but then it's yeah. done. I have no outcome other than I answered the mail and it's done. Yeah, like in, but like in David Allen, you know, getting things done, let's separate the work involved from doing yes. the email. They're, yeah. they're two distinct things. And, and yeah. folks conflate those two. Exactly. Yeah, it's email that's the problem. No, it's not email. It's a decision you have to make about the marketing plan, right? There you go. I need a decision. Oh, I got to do that mail. Blech. Okay. So that's it. Decide to do mail three times a day. Well, it's not it. But, the, but those are the two key. That's the decision and the actioning behavior, the, the leverage behavior. Decide to do email three times a day. And during those times, get all your mail done. Okay? And I, I would probably say I'm in the last, what, how, you know, since we've been doing public comment. Well, okay. In the last 10 years, let's say, because I've been teaching this for at least 10 years. I'm going to say a couple of hundred people have come up to me after they've heard me say it. And they were struggling for a time management thing. And I, when people come up to me and they say, I just need a little bit of help on time management. I said, well, it's easy. It's, it's Horstman's correlator, Parkinson's laws relates to email three times a day, get through everything. And they look at me like I'm a nut job. And then they come back and say, of course, you're not going to believe it. It worked. So those are the two key things. Relegate it and then get it done. Now, you also said something about... And, and brutally get it done too. Ruthlessly get it done. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Set out with the objective. Yeah. yeah. Set out with the mindset. I got 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to get it done. Yep. Whatever it takes. You also mentioned setting up email, Outlook, whatever using your, your mail client, client is, right. setting up manually. Why, why is that so Yeah, so, so look. Um, I'm sorry, I should say that different. Setting up so that it gets mail manually versus automatically yeah. trickles in throughout the day. You don't have to do this, guys. But, but I would say probably 30% of the people that I've coached and used this as a rec- and made a recommendation because their email behaviors were really inefficient, they needed this because... They were unself-aware of their own quasi-addicted status 
to getting email. We could talk about toast, but I, I don't really want to because it's just so crazy. But, but basically what we say is a way to reduce your distractedness on email coming in is you don't check mail in the times you're not supposed to be doing mail. And the way you do that is to have your device. And let's leave mobiles, mobile devices aside for a minute because we're going to let people use those as a stop, as a, as a safety valve because, ah, Mark, I can't, I can't not do mail, right? Okay. And, and we're going to have your device tell you there's no new mail on your computer, okay? In other words, on your laptop, on your desktop, have it say there's no mail in your inbox. You process your inbox and your inbox stays empty. Now, there are people who are listening right now, so well, that's not possible. I have mail. Well, it depends on your definition of having mail. If your definition of having mail is someone else is writing you a mail, I, I would argue, no, that you don't have that mail yet. They haven't even sent it. I don't think you didn't have it when they've sent it. Would you agree? I'd agree. If you send me a mail, I don't have it yet, right? Yeah, it's, it's okay. go physical mail. Same right. Thing, okay, right? Good. right, exactly. You sent it, and now it's in transit. Now, it's a pretty fast period of transit. That's why people say, the moment he sends it, I have it. Not true. But then your mail goes to the server, and the server has the mail, right? That's right. But what most people don't understand is our laptops or our desktops or even our phones... Uh, and this is a function of push and fetch on phones nowadays, depending upon the nomenclature and the, the, the software you use and so on. But most people would say their definition of having mail is their email client shows mail in their inbox. That's reasonable, right? Right. Yes. Well, the point is mail has been sent. It's on the server. But if, it, if you don't ping the server by saying, I want to know whether or not there's mail or your email client is not set up to reach out to the mail on a, to the server on a regular basis. It looks as if you don't have mail. And I would argue, if it looks as if you don't have mail, to most people, that's the definition of not having mail, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This whole thing, I mean, it's like, if I'm on a diet and I like chocolate cake, right? right? I don't have three chocolate cakes in my refrigerator. So every time I open my refrigerator, I see oh, a chocolate oh, cake. I thought you were going to say that you don't, you don't have... Oh, I see where you're going with that. What you're saying is the temptation... Remove the temptation. Remove the temptation of the mail being on your client, your piece of software that you manipulate. For many managers, it's chocolate cake. Absolutely. It's worse than chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah. It's key lime pie. I mean, it's really serious. It's my key lime pie or my pecan pie. Yeah. It's on the server. In other words, it's like having a chocolate cake at Starbucks in the, in the cooler or at at the grocery store or at the bike. Exactly. Or in the freezer outside or whatever, but it's... Yeah. Not in my face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so guys, we're not going to tell you how to do the details of the technical solution. If you want to write in, because you can't find it by Googling, how do I tell my mail client? And then you type in your mail client's name, how not to tell me I have mail and, and change the server ping settings or check for mail automatically or check mail manually and so on. Then, okay, we'll try to help you. We did reach out to a couple of our friends. I reached out to Rich Rue, to Mike Swinson, to Steve Holden, and actually... Several of them are like, I don't, I'm not really sure. I don't, you know, I don't do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. But the point is, if you don't have mail in your inbox, most people would say, I don't have mail. Now, if you're going to immediately say, oh, I know there's mail out there. I had to go get it. You've got a special need. You're a special needs professional, right? (laughs) And and you need to work on that a little bit, which we can't help you with right here in this cast. Okay. There is mail for you on the server. By the way, that's why they call it a server because it serves things to you. But if you don't ask the waiter to bring you water nowadays, they don't bring you water. So don't ask. Okay. And look, guys, there's mail. I know this is going to bug a lot of them. There's mail on people's servers 
in the middle of the night, just waiting. And they probably intellectually know that it's there, but because it's not on their client, they can't do anything about it. And so they kind of tell themselves a little lie that it, they don't really have mail, but secretly it starts eating away at their brain. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's mail that's intended for you, but if folks, after a while you'll discover if it's on the server, you don't have to do it because you can't do it on the server. You have to do it on your client. So tell your client, don't tell me when there's mail on the server. I'll tell you when to go get my mail, which is waiting for me patiently on the server, and I'll do it then. And then I'll work it in my yep. 30 minutes. Yep, exactly. Now, okay. some of us don't need to do this. You don't, guys. There are some of you. I don't. I see mail in my inbox, and I just ignore it. Okay. And if you're good enough at managing your own behaviors and your habits... Ignore it, you know, just ignore the mail. Or what some people do is minimize that part of Outlook, for instance, so right. that they don't, they don't see mail. And some of you guys, we know you need all the help you can get, and so, bless you. you Here's know. a technique, it works, I've seen it Yeah, work yeah many, many it has times. worked. People actually go, I didn't get mail all day. Oh my, I forgot, I forgot to ping the server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, then they hate us. Yes. Okay, so, but help me though, there are a lot of, a lot of folks tell us yeah, yeah. That, uh, that Look at my company, my organization is email centric. Email is part of the culture. Yeah. It's, it, it won't go away. I cannot not do email yeah. every half an hour. It's a completely fair pushback here. And we're not going to try to prove this point. We're just going to tell you folks that tens of thousands of professionals, okay, sorry, hundreds of thousands and arguably millions manage their mail the way we're telling you to do this now. This is how high quality, highly efficient, highly effective executives who get tons of mail and have other more important things to do than keep up with their mail. This is how they do it. And they do so in a culture just like the one you're in at your workplace. And, and a, a, the simplest thing I can say is, if you've been listening for a while, you know, Mike and I, and Wendy, and Danny, and Maggie, and the rest of our team, Mattel and Tracy and so on, you know, we don't make this stuff up. As we've said before, we like to say that this is what we tell our friends. And we think of you guys as our friends, even though we, we, we don't know you personally. We're not going to tell you stuff that doesn't work because my fear, of course, is that someone misuses some of our guidance and gets in trouble because of it. And so therefore, we can't give all the guidance. We only give guidance we know absolutely works, that we've tested it and we've seen it work so repeatedly in my work with clients over the years that we're not worried about any recommendation we make. And the fact is, over and over and over again, your fear of a cultural response to only doing emails three times a day is unfounded. Yeah, there will be some notice. There will be like, did you not get that mail? Now, now, I will tell you, there are two types of, did you not get that mail? The first type is somebody else about whom the mail is important about something urgent for them, not necessarily for you, although it could be your boss and that makes a difference, obviously. Um, and by the way, if it's your boss and they said, did you get your mail? Why, do you, what, why haven't you done? Well, okay, go back to your desk and do that mail, okay? Don't tell your boss, I only do mail three times a day. You should mail manager tools, customer service, and you know talk to them because... I do it their way. Get mad at them, boss. We don't recommend you do that. Okay. The vast majority of times when somebody says, did you get that mail? There's one of two things that's true. One is that issue for them is urgent, but that doesn't mean it's issue for you. It's urgent for you. And you can choose not to engage in urgent behavior yep. around yep. their issue. 
Okay? It may be something you choose to do. Okay, fine. But if you've done all your mail and you only have one or two emails that come in in the middle of the day that require some action, you're going to think you died and gone to heaven anyway. You're going to be in nirvana. You're going to have all kinds of free times. You're not going to be miserable the way everybody else. And you're going to actually have time to work on the really important stuff that's always been on the back of your desk. The other thing that happens is something big is going on and there's email going on around it. But trust me, folks, if something big is going on, you're going to hear about it through some other means besides email, and you don't have to action email at 10 well, o'clock in the morning. Look at it this way. If I'm doing email three times a day, and I'm emptying my email inbox every time, no email will go unanswered in four hours. In four hours, right. It's through, yeah. And, if you're listening, can you say that today about your email habits today? Can you? Oh, get- that's a great point. That's right. They've got so many emails. They've got emails coming in that they're not going to get to for four or five hours. For four or five days, for four or five weeks, for four or five months. There's, <laughs> there's, there's emails buried in their inbox that they will never get to. Right. You're going to see an action, every email, within four hours. Right. Come on. Right. No. Well, I think there are people that says, well, every once in a while something happens on email that's urgent. And, and we think that's dumb. And... If it's urgent and it requires your attention and it's on mail and you're not on mail and you choose to ignore it, someone will escalate the mode of communication in which they're communicating with you and you will find out about it. Yeah, you will. Now, you may have to go read a mail, but I don't think of that as processing mail. And I don't think of that as being email tyranny. That's that's how your company communicates on this particular issue. And you're going to go read the mail and then you're going to take some action. I'd be willing to bet the action is not just answering the mail or saying, I've read it. It's going to be take some other task, some other responsibility, some other work uh, duty to get well, done. And if you believe that any minute you could get an email that that amounts to an emergency, then you're stuck doing email yeah, all the time. All the and time. a lot of people, that's Literally the way they think about it. Yeah, and, and, and it's simply because they have a fear of not being seen as on top of things when in fact most executives at high levels will tell you you don't need to be on top of things you need to make smart decisions and work on the things that deliver the most value stephen covey talked about this in seven habits he said there's a quadrant and it's there are two types of uh, uh, two criteria that apply to every activity either it's urgent or it's not urgent and either it's important or it's not important and today email and a lot of people, and I would argue uh, to some degree based on the press, even though I disagree that younger people believe that things that are urgent are what needs to be worked on. When in fact, every executive I know whom I admire, respect or whatever, she does the things that are important. There are times when things are important and urgent and boy, those things get done first. But the second thing that gets done are things that are important and not urgent. And things that are urgent and not important get done third and things that are not urgent and not important never get done. So guys, there will be some notice, but that's not pushback, okay? There will be some notice, and you let it go, and folks will get back to work, in a week or two they're forgetting that you do this, or they'll say to them, oh yeah, he only does mail in the middle of the day, and they go, how did he do that? I don't know what he does. Is he in trouble? No, really not, it appears not. And pretty soon, those folks will work for you because you'll have time to get the important stuff done rather than just keeping up with email, which is not on your job description. So, can I wrap up? This is yeah. a long one. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be two parts, but, but we like talking about this. And frankly, when you think about it, we should have done this years ago. And folks, we apologize. I regret not having written this mail years ago, either expanding the original email cast or really delving into this one because you get this right, 
a lot of things become a lot easier. This is a key to a number of you new opportunities. You get a lot of hours back. That's exactly day. right. And hours out, who wouldn't want a couple more hours every day? Oh, please, right? Don't tease me. So only read an action email three times a day. Empty your inbox every session. Folks, it can be done. People just like you are doing it all the time. That is the key. Don't try to do mail faster. Get it all done. Brutalize yourself for a week and then suddenly you discover, wow, it feels good. And obviously, if you, if you need to, set up Outlook or your email client so that it doesn't tell you you have mail so you're not tempted. And dear gosh, turn off toast by all means. And don't worry about that email culture, uh, the pushback you might get, it's gonna go away. Look, email's a responsibility, it's a task. It makes sense to schedule time for it the way you do for other tasks. You'll get better at getting through it faster. If you don't schedule time for it, it's gonna take forever. Who wants to die with email left to do? There you go. There you go. Thanks, my friend. You bet, partner. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.